Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 14. Roll them if you got them, right, Dakota? Yes, episode 14. How Terrific. You guys uh, today we're going to do episode 5 of our Rank Em If You Got Em series. This will be the fourth episode that we're doing on unit points. So we're doing we're going to do the eight-point units today. Uh, we're only looking at six of them. Boneless Chosen, Knights Cast of the Rock, Warrior Sons, um, Stag Knights, Vets of the Watch, and Ranger Hunters. Real quick, before we get into this, I had a very interesting interaction in a game yesterday, and I kind of want to hear your thoughts on it, Dakota. So I had a unit of Dothraki Outriders. Mm-hmm. Can I play Ride by Attack? to march them through an enemy unit but just not perform the melee attack at the end. Because if you look at ride by attack, it says um, they may march and then they may perform an charge attack at the end or something like that. Hmm. Uh, that is interesting. Uh, so going I'm off the top of my head, legitimate tactics card, right? Yeah, now, yeah, so I'm pulling it up also. I can pull it up also. Thinking about it off the top of my head, it does seem that it's um, may, it may, so it's not a mandatory. Yeah, I, I didn't end up doing yeah. it because I didn't want to bog the game down, but I was... Yeah, after re- so reading it, it does say, as it's active action this turn, that unit may pivot, march, and may move through enemies during this march. After completing this action, it may resolve one charge attack. Uh, I would think you could, except you're not getting that charge attack. Right, right. Like, you'd obviously yeah. have to bypass that. Yep. I, I, I wanted to do it especially for two reasons one is i was like you know it helps me keep my outriders in a very safe position if i can just march them through you behind you and then you know if you're running infantry like you can't just turn around and get me i was playing against stark so you know mm-hmm. the, the swift uh swift advance yep, yeah swift advance. swift advance is always a uh an option there that right. i have to watch out for but yeah i i I thought I thought that was really interesting, and especially because that card is hard to pull off. That mm-hmm, ride, yeah. it's it is hard to get that kind of movement through a unit. I had a spot in the game where I tried using it on a unit of screamers, but I didn't have Danny on him, and I didn't have Unstoppable Advance to get that extra couple inches or more. And like I tried for three or four minutes to, because it it looked like. I was like, I should be able to do this because mm-hmm. I, but I was going diagonally through a unit because I had to end far enough away from another unit. And I just, it, anyway, I tried to get that pivot or whatever at the end, it just wasn't possible. And I'm like, I'm, you know, moved. I'm one inch away from this unit starting my March and I still can't get this card off. It was yeah, yeah, this card I think is one of, is a really hard card to get off because uh, just having to like finish far away from units and actually being able to be up close enough, you know, got a free maneuver in close and then get all the way through that tray 
really mm-hmm. in any direction. I think the most I've seen it pulled off is like just taking a small corner where you're like, oh, I'm going through yeah. this corner. But yeah, but I, I yeah, it was in a position where I think that an outrider could use it, but yeah, you're not getting that the uh, the charge like you can't charge. Yeah. Well, I was in a position that. to where I was like, I'm discarding this card at the end of the round anyways. If I if I can't pull something off here, um, w- but I ended up kind of going away from that plan. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought that was I thought that was kind of cool. I was, and I, I just wanted to see your thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, if somebody wanted to do this against me, uh, I would ha- I would probably allow it. Just yeah, because, because the it know, just says after this, completing this that. action. Because really, as it's it's saying as its action, that unit may pivot, march, and move through enemy enemies during this march. Right. Period. Then right. after completing this action, so that that's the action after completing it, you then can resolve one charge attack, which, I mean, normally you would do it, but without riders, you don't have a charge attack, so you're not going to be able right. to charge. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it very was, interesting. It was pretty yeah. cool. But, okay, so to get into the eight-point units here, um, I found it kind of difficult to rake rank the eights because there's one unit that I think is we can all agree is pretty much going to be in last place and then the other five they're just so situational in their army builds yeah I would say I would say the other five are obviously these are all elite units so you're basically getting all of your money out of every unit but they uh they're all re- they're all good except for one, in my opinion. And then, so we only have Free Folk, Lannisters, Nights Watch, and Brathians represented here. We do not have any Starks, Neutrals, or Targs. Uh, I think Targs is just because they're too new. Mm-hmm. Starks because all of their eight point units only cost seven points, <laughs> and and Neutrals. Um, no, nah, they're just neutrals. Everything right. they have pretty much costs five, six, or seven points. Extra so. of what it should cost. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> no, just, yeah, that's the argument can be made there too. Um so yeah. The I yeah, I would say that this this was a pretty, you know, tightly compacted list. Like I think we we're gonna both have the same bottom one and then it's just gonna be all the other ones pretty even. Um mm-hmm. I mean I there's not a lot. I think it's more like play style because I I I kind of did a, like went to like well these are all really close so maybe like ease of play like if you put this out there like you're gonna be you're gonna have a decent time like you're not gonna have to go like all Jackie Chan trying to make the unit work right right um, so getting started uh, I'll just start us off on the first one and I'm guessing you have this as your bottom one too at number six is the Stagnites yep. Um, so this, I will say this might be my favorite model in the game. Like actually putting it on the table. I think these guys are just really cool looking. Um, but they just don't perform at all. Like an eight point unit. I've thrown them into a few lists I've used them a lot just to be like, all right, I want to get them to work. I want to get to work. They just, they just, they don't perform up to that, that, uh, standard of an eight point unit. They, yep. so I have them at six also, obviously. And my problem with them is kind of the same problem I have with my number five. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which I guess we can just rope these both in together here. I have the Warrior Sons at number five. Ooh, I, I don't have the Warrior Sons at five. And because I feel like the problem with Warrior Sons is that it's not as drastic as it is with the Stagnites, but they need something to get that engine going. Yeah. You know, Warrior <laughs> Sons, they, they need basically that um, champion of the faith. Like You almost have to put a one-point attachment in these guys or find some way to manufacture these faith tokens but by the time you get to use them it could be too late already which the same thing with stagnites by the time you get to use their abilities it could be too late already you might mm. yep you know they might have just got their faces melted off and so going back to stagnites here like yeah like you have to lose bodies mm, you, yeah, you know if, if it's an eight point unit and you have to use lose four bodies to use one ability, you basically like, you know, you have to lose about two and a half points out of your 40. If you kind of look at it that way, like I have to lose a few points to get to start using these guys. And then before they really turn up, like you're walking on a very fine line, mm -hmm. for, you know, because to get two abilities out of them, which an eight point unit should pretty much walk around with two abilities you have to lose like six points of your army, you know, if yeah. you think about it, like, yeah, you basically, it's like, you need to kill eight guys. And yeah. And then at that point you're like, work. you know, you could just be a crown zap away from not having this eight point unit anymore. Yeah, so you absolutely. Get, you know, you get that engine started and you're walking a tightrope, which I, I don't like walking a tightrope with an eight point unit. I feel like an eight point unit should be kind of solid. They should be a foundation of my army. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the uh, going off the stagnites, they, they just, I honestly think they, they're probably more like a six point unit, even though that's like drastically different. Just mm -hmm. if, even if I moved them down to seven, they still don't have anywhere near the same attack dice as a lot of the better eight point, seven point units. And then at six, it's like, okay, I think this can make sense. Like they're not that defensive. They're not, they don't have that many dice, but they, uh, they need a if, little bit. They need some you, tweaking. If you were to put them at six, I would definitely want to see that morale stat changed. Yeah, their morale might be a little too high at six, mm -hmm. but it's. I mean, they like they just like the seven attack dice isn't great. But like, yeah, I feel like because like, oh, you ahead. really. I mean, the thing is, you really want to like start every turn engaged as a Brathion, mm -hmm. if possible. So you're not getting rerolls. So you need more dice to get more hits. Because I know I've had it where I've had these guys engaged and they're like last ranked. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do all these cool abilities. And then I roll seven dice and have three threes and the rest miss. And it's like, well, I didn't get any crits. And that's very but, true. And thankfully, I at least picked vicious so that if you do fail, like I can at least pull more off on that panic test. But it just like it just doesn't seem like you can get enough out. out of I almost before. feel like they should be kind of wound up to that. Um that cave dweller savage what they used to be like you yeah. should get to pick one of them abilities going in and then for each destroyed rank you get to pick a second ability and gain one attack dice or something yeah or or I, they their profile could just go um you know seven seven eight or something just yeah i well the thing too is i know that they released those night song guardians in the campaign mm -hmm. we i've used them once and it was like, yeah, they, perf you know, they take in once they go down a rank, like their defense gets better. Once they go down two ranks, their defense gets a lot better. And like, it just stacks up and it's like, man, like I felt like I've only used them once, 
but it felt like they performed at that rent at that eight points. Like they were able to just kill. I think they killed like two units that charged them. It was nuts, but That's these like no, normal stag knights can't do that. I think those, I think I took a unit of stag knights in that same gate and they got flank charged full ranks killed or something stupid. Um, but, yeah, which, you know, we can just run up to number five now. So to, yep. to, to complete that thought with where I have my warrior sons at number five, uh, I had a game not very long ago where the uh, what hit me? Oh, it was Melisandre. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. Melisandre hit me for seven wounds. And then they were like within range of some Stormcrow archers. Mm hmm. And I had no choice but to just maneuver them away from the Stormcrow Archers because I'm like, Stormcrow Archers can kill me right now because I don't have a faith token to use my abilities to keep that keep me alive at low ranks. And I, I was like, I can't let his six point unit just one shot my eight point mm -hmm. unit right now. And it kind of messed up a whole half of the table for me because I, I couldn't get that engine started and I was just well behind the eight ball already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah I, I have warrior sons at five. I feel like they have the same, like I kind of liked, I don't know. I feel like there should be a happy medium between like, I have to. That engine started without costing me even more points than what it does right yeah um i don't have them at five uh i have a different unit at five but i do have them at four i'll just say right now i have them at four which i really like the warrior sons but they yeah getting that engine going i mean unless you do take a champion of the faith which now you're at nine points basically the nine point unit you know you can't do it alone they can't just be a vanilla unit they need something that gets them to mm -hmm. where you want them to be like the only other thing was maybe if you wanted to run like Tywin Commander in them, that way then they have like Lannister Supremacy and then they're just like a good unit that might get some of those fade tokens. You're maybe not banking on using them as much, but yeah, they're just they take a little work, mm -hmm. which is why I put them at four. Um, I did want to put the like at first, I was like, oh, these guys could be a number one thing, and then, like, then I was like, think about I was like, no, like they're just they're a lot harder to use and everything above them, right. Um, but my number five, I, at number five, I actually have the Knights of Castor of the Rock. Okay. Uh, really good unit. I like them. They're awesome. They're a heavy cav unit, but if they don't charge, they're garbage. And the Lannisters don't really play into letting you charge a lot. Like if you get charged, like you're, you're basically stuck almost. There's no like free retreating other than like off the tactics board and, you know, it's not you don't have all those like free charges where you're like oh i'm gonna get a counter charge off or i'm gonna get a sudden charge off or whatever it might be mm -hmm. you basically have to take really good care of them and like get everybody tied up before you can use them and they take a little bit i know we played the one game where you hit a long charge on them and then it was like well they're just like i can't retreat them because then you'll just recharge and it's like well i'm just stuck here for the rest of the game good job yep. Um, I so our our four and five are swapped here. I have them at four okay. because yeah they they're, they're kind of like a really great cleanup unit. Yeah, mm -hmm. like I don't want to take something one on one with these guys unless maybe it has a terrible morale mm -hmm. to where I'm a little more okay with getting bogged down 
because I know I can hit that Lannister, or I hope I can hit that Lannister supremacy, supremacy, yep. and then try to kill you that way. Mm -hmm. um, maybe I charge you, do, you know, you get the crit blow, sundering, nine dice. You know, maybe I do pull off eight wounds, and then I can Lannister supremacy get you to crit fail when you attack back. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I've I've had good experiences with these guys where they. You know, I've like I've ran them with Clegane, and they charge something, explode it, because it was half dead already. Overrunning something else that's half dead, explode that, and the entire yeah. game just changed that quick. Yep. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I've also watched a four-point unit of conscripts absolutely manhandle Knights of Casterly Rock, just bog them down, a little bit of healing themselves. You know, conscripts got charged; they took a lot of wounds. Aim and heal, activate conscripts. Now conscripts are back to full ranks. War or a nice Castle Rocker bogged down, and it's like, well, you're gonna have to spend some resources on retreating mm -hmm. because you're not going anywhere. Like, it's yeah, not gonna happen. Yeah, and weirdly enough, to actually get them, to, I think just getting to actually retreat out in a Lannister army is tough, just because they don't have they don't have a lot of the free stuff that other mm -hmm. you know things have. Like, yes, they can take that tactics board, like I said earlier, but you know activating or treating maybe the person you're engaged with hasn't activated if you don't get far enough away you're just getting recharged yep you know simple as that and these guys only have a five movement so you might get 11 away well 11 maybe like to the side but it's not that far mm -hmm. um, in the grand scheme of things and yeah um, the tactics board is so important to lannisters that yeah taking sometimes that sometimes it's hard to do that because mm -hmm you're really dependent on controlling some of those zones. Yeah. Yeah. And to jump on like that zone, like maybe you have like, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what you could bring. That would be like, yeah, I want to take that maneuver zone right now and make it okay. Unless you had like Joffrey where you're automatically getting the crown, even though uh, you don't take it, that would be like the only thing um, that you'd want to, I guess, put on that maneuver zone. But yeah, I don't know. They're just, they're tough. They're hard to use. I think. Yeah. Um, so that was our four, five, six. We had the Warrior Sons, Knights, and the Stag Knights. Um, ours were flopped. Carl had Warriors at five. I had uh, Knights at five. Um, number three. Uh, so for the number three one, I this was an. I'll say first, this is another unit that was kind of hard to place in here because it has a couple stipulations, but we just kept on the same track as the other units, and that is the Bone Lords Chosen. Ooh. Yeah, I had these guys at three. Um, now, I've used them. They're super good. I mean, they have, like, cut them down. They have horrific visage, which I'm not a huge fan of, but it's still pretty decent. Yeah, it's a nice and they have supplemental vicious. ability. Yeah, supplemental it's, ability. It's not one of the ones, like, like the Blackguard are very dependent on their horrific visage, mm -hmm. and it doesn't pan out well. Yep. Whereas, because I, I, I can, if, I'm, if you're running Blackguard, and I'm gonna, I, I can control which one of my units charge you. Yep. Yeah. So if I don't want to play that game, I'm just gonna spend a turn or two just maneuver marching this. Like the, I'm getting, you know, if I have a unit saved on an eight plus, I'm just gonna go get them away. They're gonna go mm -hmm. do something else somewhere else, and I'll bring over someone who I think can fare much better against that. Same thing with Bone Lord Chosen. Yeah. The horrific visage is a very nice supplemental ability. But it's not what I'm putting this unit on the table for. Yeah, the um, 
the one thing that I like in these guys is their morale is a five plus. Like that is awesome for free folk actually having something that's not going to fail a panic test. Like they're going to make everybody else fail one, but they're not going to fail it themselves. And then they, they're also bringing vicious with them. You know, that's just the bear unit. That's not considering the commander or the attachment of uh, rattle, sh- rattle shirt. That you the have to bring. bear <laughs> unit. Because <laughs> uh, but no, these guys, they're awesome. I just like, They'll cut units up. Like, they're good. They can seriously do some work. Yep. Uh, My number three, I have the Veterans of the Watch. Ooh. They are very important to the Night's Watch faction, especially with things like, you know, you have Donald Noy now. Um, You can, that that counterattack can almost become a second attack if you can get them in the right situation where they're getting charged by like cutthroats or something, you know, something that's going to hit a lot. And then you can get your save down to a two and you can just throw a lot right back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I, I put them at three, not because they're just not as good as the ones that I put at one and two, which are my, you know, Ranger hunters, bone Lord shows them. So we'll see where they fall, but they're a, a nice commander bunker. They have a good morale save, good defensive save. They have decent movement. They have a good attack, eight on threes. They're a very, very well-rounded unit. Might be the... If you were to look, I wonder if they would rank as the most balanced unit in the game. You know, they might. Like, I I have them obviously higher than three on this list. But, yeah, I mean, that's one of the things is they're just well-rounded like you, mm-hmm. you're not gonna you can't like I, looking at this card i big i i've never looked at this card and been like oh wow they're amazing but every time i play them it's like oh wow like they're amazing you know there's, they do awesome there's almost uh, no situation they can't handle yeah yeah it's it's ridiculous on like everything that happens you know within the contents of a game it's like you put some veterans there it'll be okay like right they'll figure it out like yeah they can die they can all have all these things happen to them but they're not gonna. They're they're not gonna have as many problems as other units, <laughs> right? Like you pretty much know that when you deploy them, they're they're gonna stay kind of in that line. You're not gonna have to worry about like, oh, things aren't going well over here, or there. Let me move the try to get these guys across the table somewhere. Right. No, they're just gonna they're they're, they're gonna go over there and do their thing. Mm-hmm. I got them at number three. Um. Yeah, I had them higher. I mean, I had the I had the Bone Lords at three. Um. I had them higher in my. T- So, looking now, uh, why don't you, I'll do my number two? Okay, and then just because my number two is probably more surprising. So at number two, I actually had the Ranger Hunters. Um, so that means that I uh, had veterans at number one. Um, which everything Carl said, I think, I think that just made me put them at number one. Like the veterans at one, just because like they're what you want in an eight point unit. And you don't have any, you're not going to have any problems. Um, but sorry, going into the Ranger Hunters, I had them number two. Um, I really like them. They can throw a lot of dice after their buff. They really got a lot of good things that um, change for them. Um, sorry, just pulling them up here. You know, they got quick fire, um, you know, complete a maneuver retreat. They can shoot, which is like the Cranning Men, which is an awesome ability. Once you just start maneuvering, like a maneuver shoot retreat shoot if you get charged but these guys can actually you know charge in 
attack and then swift you know use that swift swift strike retreat out and get that quick fire and so you're almost getting like a reverse charging valley volley mm-hmm. and they have that like six inch range where you know where they're moving six inches which is really good like these guys are super good unit but they're really they're, they're kind of tough to use you know once you put them out there the first time you might not do well with them but once you use them a few times you can really turn them up to and figure out what you want to do yep i also have them at number two um yeah they, they get to roll a lot of dice mm-hmm. they they can hit charges a little easier because of that six movement you're seven on threes with some rerolls and then you know in a perfect world you retreat out to the side hit that ranged attack and then now your enemy has to be like okay do i turn them face them guys or do i and open up my flank to whatever's mm-hmm. coming right down the pipe or do i not face them and then next activation they're going to charge your flank retreat to your rear and then shoot in the rear mm-hmm. and so they are a very good double-edged sword they're I agree they're a higher skill unit. The first time you put them out there, first couple times, you might be like, man, they just got kind of melted off the board. Like, yeah, you know, is it them or is it me? Well, it's probably you. So play with them a few times, maybe run two of them in a list so that you can, in case one does get melted, you can at least find that groove of that mechanic in the Mm -hmm. other one. And then as you become better with them, you can start running one in your list and getting, getting a lot of work out of these guys. I mean, they can be devastating. Yeah. These, I honestly, I'll say these are like the Papa Kranigman, in my opinion, like they're basically like the elite level. If you've used Kranigman trackers, you can use these guys really well. They're just an elite version of them. Yeah. The um, Colin from, I remember we did the on the table gaming podcast one time and he, compared them to to pokemon like if you were to take the kranigman and evolve them they turn into the ranger hunters yeah oh yeah definitely the perfect way to put it (laughs) it is the perfect way to put it i mean they're just poetic yeah um but yeah no the 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 reason they were two though is just like that skill like if you've never played them it's going to take you a second to get Mm -hmm. them to where you need to Yep. yep um all right so who did you have at number one then so my number one i have the bone lords chosen Okay, yeah. Uh, these guys are complemented so well by the other things in their faction. So, Jagged Weapons is great with Vicious. Horrific Visage is great because, obviously, that's more panic test for you. And then Cut Them Down is possibly one of the best keywords in the game. Mm-hmm. Being able to do four to six wounds on failed panic test is awesome. And it's just when you're engaged with me. So I get you engaged with me in a free folk army. I have a lot of units to cause more and more panic tests. You're just, I don't care if you're running good morale or not. You're going to fail one. Eventually I can get cheap bears that come with cheap vicious. Harma is a great attachment. Harma's bannerman is free. Now he comes with vicious. You can free folk can load up such a good panic list and these guys are the heart of that panic list. It's, mm-hmm. it is literally terrifying. Yeah. So yeah. That's why I, I put them at number one, be, not only because they're 
in, in an army that you put these guys in, they are so important to that army, but it's so easy to complement them within their faction. I mean, you don't have to do anything. You could just load up on Raiders and put these guys out there. And if you get them engaged and then you use those, you know, four or five units of Raiders to hit some flanks and things, you're going to cause a lot of panic tests on your opponent. You're going to get that cut them down to go off. Mm-hmm. And it only has to go off a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I agree with that. I I think I maybe have put them a little lower on the list just because of the fact that they're kind of that character unit. So you need to bring Rattleshirt. So you're either bringing him as a commander or you're bringing him as his two-point attachment, which then these guys are, like, they're better. Like, I'm not going to say they're not better because his two-point attachment is crazy good, but then all of a sudden you're not technically in that, like, eight-point range. But... These guys are ridiculous. Even if you bring his two-point attachment, all of a sudden you get Onslaught and Prey on Fear where you're storing loons off that panic test. It's mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a crazy combo. Um, I've used it once, and it's just, like, it's nuts. Yeah, the, um, the Rattleshirt Commander takes a lot of flack. I like him. I know I've always kind of been a fan of him. I like him. You know, you run these guys, and you run a unit or one giant, and then you just kind of spam some raiders in there and stuff. Rattleshirt likes them. I mean, because then you could start throwing vows basically on these guys. You know, his trophies is what yeah. they're called. But you want to look plus two dice and restore a wound after an attack. Okay, when well I'm rolling ten dice on threes, I'm you know like I'm pushing out unsullied damage almost. Right. Yep. Um. The uh, each time you attack for each defensive roll of a six, the attacker suffers a wound. That's pretty good. And then what's the other one? Oh, enemies engaged with this unit suffer minus one to panic test rolls for each destroyed rank. So there you go. So now I can put you at, you know, minus threes, minus, you know, fours somehow. Mm -hmm. It's not difficult. And it's once again, it's while engaged. It's not when this unit makes an attack. So if I get that on these guys and then some, so now no matter who attacks them, they're taking that panic test at minus one, engage with the unit with cut them down. I'm a big fan of Bone Lord's Chosen. Big fan. Yeah, I am too. I, I run really good in that Weeper list. Oh, yeah. Them and Weeper. I think yes. them in any commander, because I've even I've ran them in a Tormund list, and it's really good just because they're a mobile attacking unit that can like, hit his cards. I mean, they can, they're like the elite of the elite of the free folk. Yeah, they're 10 points, but it's totally worth it just to throw them in there and then throw a bunch of raiders in with them. Mm-hmm. Like, they they can do enough killing for everybody. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so you have Veterans of the Watch at number one. Yes, I did I did say I had Veterans at number one. The reason I had them at number one again was just because, like, that ease of use out of everything on this list. These guys, like we said, they're the easiest to use. And, yeah, they don't wow you with their card, but they're just good. Like you put them out there, they're going to do what they need to do and it's going to work for you. You know, you put like a Jon Snow commander in them, they're going to just heal all day. You get some bows on them, they're going to hit a lot harder. You run awful, all of a sudden you give them all the different attack. Um, um, I just the attack abilities. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're just good. Like, you always like having like one of these in every list, one veteran in every list is kind of worth it i think a lot of night's watch players maybe run at least one or two of these guys 
you know, at least on one of their lists. I think in the one tournament win right now, the one guy I just played those Night's Watch had at least a unit in both lists. And, I'm, and the first guy I played who was Night's Watch also had the same. He had at least one unit in both lists. Lucky. So so they're, you're definitely getting um, your mileage out of these guys, and it's not going to be as you know steep of a learning curve maybe as some of these other units. Completely agree. Uh, so how are you doing in the tournament? Are you 0-3? I'm 0-2 at this point. But I will uh, say okay. my, my games have been close games. I did lose the second round, which was – um clash of kings um 12 to 11 uh which i faced a night's watch and he had a bunch of conscripts and i basically was like all right i don't he had two two vets uh three conscripts and then a ranger tracker and it's like all right i'm just gonna have to go after these conscripts luckily i had walter frey so i could make them significant and like gain the points out of them Ah, but the, the thing that did me in was by the end of the game i had to basically put myself out of position or I would have like died. And then, you know, it was a full unit being kind of out of position where they might take two attacks from conscripts and like the rear or a unit getting flank charged by veterans. So I took the, I mean, probably the worst decision and put in the full unit, you know, out of position to get double charged by conscripts, but it didn't matter. They, they end up dying. That was Did the you have any, did either one of you use the flank deployment at any time? I, I did once and I shouldn't have because the, what was the plan? So it was round two and I f- believe I led off round three. So at the end of round two, I flank deployed a unit of wardens and they were in the flank of some veterans. And I was like, cool. Like, I just want to be able to beginning around three charge these guys, just start the contesting. Like it'll be simple. They're wardens. They'll last. Well, they didn't last. They ended up getting like double attacked by the veterans which was stupid and then i think a conscript was able to get into him too and it just they just wore out too quickly um that was the only time i used it though and then after that it was just deployment zone deploying gotcha yep um yeah my game my opponent used the flank deployment one time it was you know pretty much just to occupy one of my units or i was gonna pay for it later but the flank deployment is very unused in that game mode it's almost unnecessary yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah i i do not enjoy that game mode i don't yeah, remember I... What my score my score wasn't very close it it uh yeah, yeah i'm zero thing... three at the moment i've played three starks so I've been heavily out activated every game and right. It's been yeah. Rough. Say I'm Owen two. I played two nights watch and yeah. In the clash of Kings, the flank deployment, it's more of a headache because you got to prepare for it. Cause like, if you don't position yourself to not give up that flank easy, uh, well, your opponent should take it and then try to just exploit that flank. But really tactically, it's not usually that great of an idea. It um, my, my biggest problem with the flank deployment is that it all it gives an, another advantage to something in the game that already has a massive amount of advantage, which is yeah. out activating something. Yep, yeah. yes, yes, it does. Yep, because you just like I go first next round, so I just do some random stuff to you burn up all your activations, and then 
I can drop three units in the flanks. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, like that's not cool, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it just further favors people running high activation list. Yeah, it does. And that game mode already takes forever just with everything you're redeploying. And then when your opponent runs like a high activation Stark or like a free folk, it just makes it take forever. Not that the free folk, I don't think the free folk are as bad in that just because they're got, they have crappy units, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So it's not as big of a deal, but yeah, when I like something that actually has a real attack profile deploys in the flank, it's annoying. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And then, but yeah, I'm. I haven't been done very well. I uh, underestimated how detrimental the lack of card draw and lack of heals for Targaryens right now is. Mm-hmm. I I saw there's one Targaryen player that's doing pretty well. He's running Roos and Ramsey commanders. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's probably the way to go. Because yeah. Roos gets you an extra activation, which is nice, and then Ramsey compliments the unsullied very well or i don't know if he's running like cutthroat spam or anything but i tried running this pretty uh targ loyal and it's not working out yeah i did look at his list he's running like an unsullied a few a few cutthroats like one screamer and then uh I think that was it. I'm not sure who his NCUs were, but it was, it was more like an infantry based type of thing. And the screamers were just, you know, like a flank charging type of unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's probably the way to go with targets right now. All right. Yeah. Okay. So that was, that was a quick tournament update. Do we now, did you have a chance to look at the nine point units? Um, I did not. Do you want to, do you want to do the qu- quick rank among nine pointers while we're at it? There's only a, Maybe nine and ten, or um, there's five units total there. Six. Flademan, Tullycab, oh. Unsullied, Stone Thrower, Dothraki Vets, Champion of the Stag. We'll probably save save nine and tens for their. We'll do we'll do one episode on nines and tens. Okay, that works. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, psych, we're not doing nines and tens. Yoink. <laughs> Maybe next time. To be continued. Dun, dun, dun. TBD. All right. Uh, how's your um, painting going? We're it's actually third, going... At, at the moment, we're 13 days into the month. About how many hours do you have in? Um, I probably have in about nine, I would say. Okay, I think I'm. I think I'm hanging out around eight. Yeah, I'm at about nine. The and I mean, really, if you saw my progress, you'd be like, "How have you only painted for nine? The thing that sucks. So I've done my mountainsmen. I've been having to like I've been doing like the cloth in yellow, which doing yellow, it's. I mean, I basically do like three different color layers to get mm-hmm. it to be yellow. Which yellow's a nightmare. Yeah, which takes a you know that takes a long time because you're like, all right, I'm gonna do two layers of this orangish type of color. And then I'm going to do two layers of like this middle yellow. And then you're like, all right, I'm going to do two layers of my final color of yellow before you get there. So all of a sudden you do like six coats of paint on a unit and just to get into where you want to be. Um, the one thing I'm at now is just trying to determine what brownish color I want to make some of the like leg padding on some of the units. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the one guys with beards have like this weird leg padding. I don't know what type of brown I want to do. I did like an ink test last night um, where I did like a light brown and then did like a dark, like a thinned out black ink over it. And it looks like this really cool dark brown, but I don't know if I like it or not. That's kind of what gotcha. I'm up. But it looks pretty cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably about the same here. Uh, my nine hours doesn't really look like nine. It's been so long since I've, you know, went for basically what I consider a speed paint on a mm-hmm. unit that I kind of forgot what it's like to paint a real <laughs> unit. So my unsullied are, I think I, I need, I think I'm, I'm at the point where I'm ready to go back through and do uh, some washes and highlights and stuff. I have about, I think I have about five hours in on my unsullied. I have probably two left before they're ready for basing. So gotcha. I'm just, it's just going to be some dry brush and some wash. Uh, and then I'll be ready to move on to, I have done one, uh, I've done about half of a test model for my Bone Lords Chosen. I think them guys are going to come up pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm a little behind in the hours right now, but I think, because uh, for anyone who doesn't know, I do a lot of my painting at work. <laughs> it really just kind of depends on my schedule. I know the, like, the one day I put five hours into my Unsullied, like five of my 12 hours at work were working on my Unsullied. Um, so I think I have a couple more of those days coming up here in the near future to where I can start to make up some time that I'm behind. And I would... I really, really, really want to at least do my Unsullied and my Bone Lord Chosen this month. If I get to the Vets or the Skirmishers or the Heroes, those are kind of all bonus for me. But I would like to have two complete units, including basing for those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think until Targs get fleshed out, I think I'm going to go back to Free Folk for a while. Or I, I might just start playing Starks. I haven't decided yet, you know. I have right. I have three units of Outriders, which we talked about the other day. Someone ran a list of three units of Outriders. Coda's like, well, seriously, who owns three units of Outriders? And I was like, I don't play Starks, and I do have three units of Outriders <laughs> because of the, the draft that we did. Yeah, we took the time. I yeah, got took a, on the Outriders. <laughs> took a massive haul of units. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So I think I at the think end of the I'm, month, yeah, at the end of the month, I'm hoping I can get my mountain. My mountains men will be done. I'm hoping I can get through these sworn shields. I mean, I did one unit pretty quickly, or one model. Kind of have like a test model on the full thing, and I don't see these guys taking me too long. It Do just... you think you're going to use any time this month to flirt with learning to base anything? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'll have enough time to learn, with fl- to learn more with basing. Right, um, right. So it might just turn into getting like the base coats of my basing done and then catching up on that in the future. I'd like to. Um, the one thing with me is I love just having my bases just like green without anything yeah. on them just because of storage. Like it's like, okay, like they're like they're on grass air quotes. And it's just, it's a little bit simpler for storage where I'm not worrying about them like falling apart or anything like that. I can just, yeah. like sta- I can just have a stack of trays and they're good to go. Yeah, I mean, you could always just do just grass flocking. Yeah, that that, you know? that was that's the one thing I want. Because then try. you can still stack them up on top, and then they're fine. Like you're not going to hurt that flocking any. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I have three 
units sitting here on my shelf right now I'm looking at that I've done previously, my cutthroats, my mountainsmen, and a unit of crossbowmen that they just need basing and those units are done. I was like, man, I wonder if I should have put that on the month. Like maybe paint one unit and then get these other <laughs> units based and off of my shelf. Yeah, I was looking through that too because I have like some stark bowmen that need just a little bit of finishing and then i got some like outriders that need a little bit of finishing and then i think that was it maybe there might be one or two things that need just like a little extra finish and it's like man i should just throw those on the list just to have them done like mm -hmm. they'd be they'd be done now with the amount of time i put on these mountains man yeah i, sh I should have put the king's guard on the list too because they if i would have done them uh loyal to the books they're basically all white Yep. Yeah. So I probably could have just rattle Kingdom White and then done some details and been out of a unit pretty quickly. Yep. But oh well. Yeah. All right. Anything else before we get out of here? Nope. I think that's everything. Let's just update on tournament eight point rank on painting. Nope. I think that's it. All right. Well, uh, thank you everyone for hanging out. We, you know, we didn't have a lot today. Uh, quite a bit of fluff here. Just kind of hanging out if there's anything that you would like to be covered on an episode or in anything at all anything you would maybe like to see even in a game on tabletop simulator hit us up on the facebook page you know let us know what you're thinking let us know what you're working on right now for your painting if you're on the ride with us trying to get in your 31 hours of this month or anything like that uh we'd greatly appreciate it and hopefully you know, it sounds like some areas are opening back up. I know my local game store opened back up yesterday. There were some people out there playing. And to see pictures of models on the table again. Yeah. I was jealous. Like, almost took for granted, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very excited to hopefully, like, maybe even this weekend, if I can squeeze the trip into my schedule get up there and just to just to go play something i don't even care if i just take a screamer horde and get tabled every game <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah i saw those pictures i saw the pictures also and it was it was like oh, i'm jealous i'm just so jealous yes but all right everyone thanks for hanging out and yeah see you later see you guys thanks for joining us